Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. 35 days ago, the Liberal minority government in Canada called an election two years prior to the regularly scheduled federal election. And yesterday was election day in Canada. The polls at the time of the election call had the ruling Liberal Party with a 12 percentage point lead over the next closest party, the Conservative Party. The government had a high approval rating due to the relatively high level of vaccination coverage. Earlier this year, the government had received a lot of criticism for having done a poor job of securing vaccine supply given that it chose not to license and manufacture any of the vaccines in Canada, but simply to procure from other countries. Now, going into the election, the Liberal Party was using this bit of positive pandemic news to catapult themselves, hopefully, with the gain of a new mandate and a majority in Parliament. But as the campaign progressed, voters became increasingly cynical that the election was simply being called to serve the ambitions of the Liberal Party and had actually nothing to do with helping the Canadian people. The lead in popularity that existed when the election was called was eroded during the campaign, with the Liberals and the Conservatives basically running almost even by the end of the campaign. This means that whoever would form the new government would likely be a minority government with the new Democratic Party holding the balance of power. Now this is a real estate podcast, so we're going to talk about the real estate aspects of this election. All three parties made housing affordability an election issue. However, all three parties had elements of their election platform that did not recognize the real underlying issues. This is often called dog whistle politics. See, dog whistles are very high-pitched whistles that can only be heard by dogs because they're outside the range of frequencies that we humans can hear. This is a way of saying that politicians invent phantom political targets and then go after that target, probably knowing full well that the initiative will have no chance of being implemented, or perhaps knowing full well that it could be ineffective. The current ruling Liberal Party, they've attacked the cost of housing by blaming the cost of housing on flippers and those private rent-to-own investors who are are responsible for our current high cost of housing. They've also blamed the blind auction environment that can often exist when there's multiple offers on a property. The opposition Conservative Party took aim at foreign ownership of real estate and pledged to put restrictions on foreign ownership. But foreign ownership makes up no more than 2% of real estate transactions in the country. There's no way that foreign buyers are responsible for the 37% increase in prices that took place during the pandemic in my hometown when the borders were largely closed. It just doesn't make any sense. And then finally, the New Democratic Party pledged to increase the capital gains tax on house slippers. Again, those nasty house slippers. And the funniest part of this one is that the current tax code doesn't allow a claim for capital gains treatment on house slipping. It's considered ordinary business income, and it's taxed at the full rate for business income. The New Democrats don't even seem to know the current tax code. There's a sense that spending $650 million to hold an election that was not at all necessary in the middle of a pandemic, where the only benefit would have been to the ruling party, was a waste of taxpayers' dollars. The race is so tight that the balance of power will rest with the New Democrats, and the New Democrats have said they will support whichever party will further the agenda of taxing the ultra-wealthy. The election results from last night confirmed that the latest election polls were basically accurate. The Liberals will be able to form a new government with virtually the same number of seats that they had before the election. It means the entire election was a waste of time and money. The country didn't need an election, and there was a considerable voter backlash to what was perceived as a self-serving election. When a government is a minority government, there's a tendency to stall on legislative agenda. I personally don't align with the political agenda that punishes business leaders for being successful 
and instead promotes big government as a solution to societal and economic problems. So perhaps in that sense, a minority government is preferable to a government with an agenda that seeks to weaken the fabric of our economy. A minority government is similar to a legislative stalemate in the U.S., where one party has control of the Congress and the other party has control of the Senate. It's those conditions that also allow for the brokering of deals whereby individual members get their own pet pieces of legislation embedded within larger bills, and we've seen plenty of that. I hate that this makes me sound so cynical and jaded, but the truth is there's simply so much corruption hidden in plain sight. All of this is a real threat to our democracy, and I don't know how to restore integrity to our system of government, but I believe it's vital that we do. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk again tomorrow.